Hey, welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. And today we're going to talk about the full moon in Virgo. And this full moon in Virgo is happening on February 24th, 2024. And it is occurring at five degrees um, in the sign of Virgo. The sun will be in Pisces at five degrees and the moon will be in Virgo at five degrees, creating this energy alignment of a full moon in Virgo. I love the Virgo Zodiac. It's one of my favorites. It just feels fun. It feels beautiful. It feels very earthy, gorgeous, goddess-like when we look at that center of the Virgo area of duality as Virgo is known to be... um, around the area of the mindset and also analyzation, but also it has some properties tied in with Chiron as well. For the planetary alignment that is happening during this time, we are going to have the sun, of course, in Pisces and the moon in Virgo, of course, but we're also going to have a Mercury in Pisces as well. Venus will still be in Aquarius. Mars will still be in Aquarius, Jupiter will be in Taurus, and Saturn will be in Pisces. Uh, Uranus will be in Taurus, and Neptune will be in Pisces, and also we will have Pluto in Aquarius at one degree. So Pluto is starting to kind of move its way up to actual degree. We also have the North Node in Aries, um, the Dark Lilith, as many would love to call that little vibration of asteroid of darkness is currently in the sign of Virgo as well at 16 degrees aligned with the beautiful asteroid of Chiron in Aries at 16 degrees as well. So this is creating kind of an alignment where we are going to want to look at that area of not only the feminine and the feminine goddess energy, but also the energetic alignment in our dark feminine state. There's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of that shadow work for this moon. Also, there's nothing wrong with creating intentions aligned with shadow work and also finding areas of movement that feels beautiful in the shadow that feels beautiful in that sometimes dark mystical energy. Also, when we're thinking about what wounds we need to heal with the goddess, what wounds we need to heal with that energy state of the feminine, of our own duality of being centered around is domestication, right? We're all kind of like those feral kittens, <laughs> We're a little spicy and people try to domesticate us, but something just won't let it happen, right? We we have that feral cat nature about us. And sometimes it's it's kind of like a balance. Like, where do I stand? Where do I stay? How do I kind of make this all feel aligned in this energy, accepting the whore in you in some ways, right? Accepting that area of pleasure, seduction, and allowing yourself to live in that fulfillment without having any hesitation of judgment and not necessarily of judgment of others because fuck them, right? Judgment of ourselves, that energy that we put onto ourselves because we've been taught, we've been preconditioned, we've been placed in this 
area where it's like when we dip into that energy that feels a little bit more mystical, feels a little bit more magical than what many would like us to resemble, then sometimes we would put that judgment on ourselves. We also have to remember that the sun is conjunct with Saturn as we have um, the sun in Pisces. And there is that energy of, I guess you could say, restrictions. <laughs> there is that energy of where it might feel a little bit restricted. We might feel a little bit unwilling to work through the difficulties. Also, we have an, um, the moon, the full illumination of the moon, of the feminine energy of Virgo being constricted as well with opposing Saturn. So it might be a time that we create that area of self-doubt in our own feminine state. And it might also be that energy where we kind of like holding deep, maybe resentments towards certain things that we weren't able to explore. So allow yourself to release, especially when it comes to that energy of the feminine, allow yourself to release that area of limiting self-beliefs and also that energy that might be kind of like holding you back at times. But what's beautiful about this um, full moon is we also have Venus with a conjunction of Mars. And this is allowing us to experience those areas of intimacy, of pleasures, of passion. So it would definitely be one of the moons that you would want to tap into the higher energy, especially if you are with a partner that you feel secure with. And allowing yourself to experience that moment that feels passionate, creative, and also feels full of energy. So it's definitely a time to have some fun. <laughs> and it's also a time to explore, explore new areas of the feminine, you know, and introduce some new areas to your overall state that you can introduce to the relationship, especially if you're planning on doing a little bit of ritual in between the sheets with the moon illumination, if you know what I mean. So it's definitely a night of embracing enchantment. And it is that energy that feels very magical. It feels very intriguing. It lets you look at the cosmic wonders, right? So we will basically gather in this luminous energy of the full moon as the sparkle of the goddess energy is right above us, right? And take it all in. So in astrology, the full moon always carries its unique energy, especially depending on what zodiac it is. And for the Virgo, it is very known as that area of the maiden, but it's also known as the area of um, imperfections as well. As like I said, it has that duality, but we can't always be yearning to be in this area of purity and perfection. We have to explore and also start to tap into our deep energy of some might say our feminist goddess state that feels a little bit unrefined. It feels a little bit more centered around 
um, ambition and it feels a little bit more outgoing than being in a state that feels like a potential blend of perfectionism. It's a chance to allow ourselves to grow. It's a chance to allow ourselves to grow spiritually as it is in opposition of the Pisces. So let's get into a reading for the collective. And this will be a cosmic reading of a couple cards. Um, I will be using two decks. Uh, I think I am going to definitely use one of my favorite decks, which is the Lart, uh, the Star Seed Oracle deck. It is definitely one of my favorite decks. It's beautiful um, illustration. I believe the deck is by Rebecca Campbell, and the illustrations are by Dan Danielle Noel. Noel, so it's a beautiful deck. I've used it many times before. It's one of my favorites. And I'm excited to use it again. I just love looking at the illustrations and getting the cosmic energy from the universe. Um, I do want to, since we are looking at areas of astrology, because we are tied into the full moon in Virgo, I would like to use my other deck for basically looking at what it is that we are centered with in certain spaces of energy of of elements and movements and um where we can practice these but i'm going to use only half of the deck i know it sounds crazy why would you only use half of the deck because one side of the deck is very much centered around teaching people certain things in astrology and i don't necessarily want to go into that right now so i just want to look at certain aspects of messaging so we will be using half of the deck of black moon astrology and actually, we're going to do a three deck card pull, which sounds crazy to some people. That doesn't even make sense. But to me, it makes all the sense. And then we're going to use my other favorite Oracle deck. So we're not using any tarot today, friends. We're just using Oracle. And this is the Moonology deck. And we will start in my normal pattern. I just want to give these cards a little few shufflings, even though I do shuffle them in between each pulling, but I definitely want to give these cards some more of a shuffle. Like I said, these decks are beautiful. I love the illustration. I love the messaging and meaning. So for those who um, know my regular rhythm, it's not going to change. <laughs> my regular rhythm stays pretty consistent. And we will be going with the fire signs first and then we will go to the water signs the earth signs and then the air signs also um, all these readings are done with pure intentions of love and welcoming that energy of what's to come especially in the area of the feminine especially the area of the goddess state i want you to think of that energy of the goddess and what it really means to dip into it 
This is going to be a fun reading. It's not going to be like any reading you've ever had because who would use three decks? Who would use three decks? Well, two and a half, I guess you could say, right? Two and a half. I would <laughs> because I love the hidden energy. I love the energy of transformation and personal growth that comes by just trusting the universe and just trusting the process. So let's get into it. So the first reading is for the fire signs. If you are a Sagittarius, Aries, or Leo, that means that you are a fire sign. So the first thing that we want you to really tap into is surrender to the sweetness, the Venus energy, the energy of pleasure and joy make love to life. And when I think about the sign of Virgo and making love to life and making love to the pleasures and the ability of what's to come, nothing says that quite like a Virgo zodiac full moon. I mean, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It has that area of possibilities, right? And then we are going to look into our area of our 10th house. So when we look at the area of the 10th house, the 10th house is about our energy of career, our energy of what it is that we want to leave behind, what it is that we want to look for, what it is that we want to have that area of success. Also, it's known as the world energy. How does the world see us? Creating intentions towards surrendering to the sweetness and allowing ourselves to have that sweetness in creating, especially around the house of the world, the house of the 10th. So look at your 10th house, see what's aligned with that. See if you've been wanting to make intentions or if there's certain aspects that you need to release towards the 10th house. Also, I want to say that if you have been feeling like something is holding you back when it comes to your 10th house placement and that energy of the 10th house, then I want you to release that area of limiting self-beliefs. Also, what do you need to release is the third card. Look at areas of intentions of what it is that we can release that wounded area as this moon energy is aligned with Chiron as we have the north node and also that Chiron energy really shining through. So what is it that we need to release? What it is that we can create these intentions towards to letting go and look at that energy for inspiration. Look at that energy that feels a little bit hopeful in letting go of something. And sometimes letting go of something is like some of the hardest. It's like downright the hardest, right? If that's a relationship, if that's a career, if that's time, like, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I sit there and I kind of regret like, Oh, should I have, um, should I have took the position that I have? Because now I'm, you know, in the office, uh, five days a week versus, for or you know but you have to weigh out the options and that's kind of that area of 
finding what works for you, especially around the 10th house. So looking at that energy, what it is that I need to release, where it is, do I feel the most energy in my space? So for the next group of element zodiacs, we will be going to the water signs. If you are a Scorpio, if you are a Pisces, your Pisces season, if you are a Cancer, you are a water sign. So this is for you and this is your guys's message, okay? For you, you are the messenger. Ooh, there's a lot of Cyrus energy bringing up the harmony and balance. And when we think about being the messenger, a lot of times what it is that we want to express to others, what it is that we want to show the world, where it is that we are using our energy of expression. So create intentions on allowing yourself to open up that throat chakra, to allow yourself to feel that gain of knowing that you can communicate to the world, allowing your message to be not only heard, but really truly listened to. Allowing yourself that energy of space, of gently taking it all in. Also, it would be a good time for you to remind yourself that the magic is not just the stuff that we see in fairy tales, but it's really living and breathing. And it is this natural flow that a lot of times comes to us. And we totally forget that this world is a very beautiful, magical place, right? We kind of let that area of magic fall. And it doesn't need to fall. It's still here. It's still here for us to create intentions. It's still here for us to move forward. And when we look at our destiny with our next card, Yod the Destiny, where is it that we are putting our energy of alignment as being the messenger towards our destiny? What it is that we see, if it could be in areas of organization, if it could be areas of self-care, if it could be areas of gaining more wisdom or philosophy or sharing that wisdom of philosophy to have it, right? To have it and to continue to use it. Sometimes I think like, when we are taking in this energy of destiny, we sometimes start to compare ourselves to others, right? I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. It's just the normal process. We get into this comparisons, right? How come they got this? I don't have this. How come, you know, we can't live in the how comes or that energy of comparisons. Our destiny is our own earthly existence. It's our own sacred honor to be here and create areas where we feel aligned and we have embraced what it is through transformation and what it is that feels extraordinary to us. And if it makes us feel a little bit better, a little bit more sacred to allow ourselves, to give ourselves that permission to create our own destiny. Also, this is a good time for you to know that the conclusions are within reach. And when we think about conclusions being within reach, I want you to understand that sometimes 
when the universe sends us messages, if we've been asking for answers to be answered, if we've been asking to kind of have a new perspective on certain things that we allow ourselves to take in the conclusion, even if it's not the best thing that we wanted to hear, or it's amazing because we know we're up leveling. We know that we're moving forward, but it's knowing that something is coming that's going to allow us that peace of having the conclusion, allow the, the, the goal to come towards a little bit of a completion, allowing that energy to fill in a more of a radiance, right? Sometimes the worst part is not knowing. And, um, it sometimes makes me think of like, when like if you're sick and you don't know what is making you sick right you don't know like what is the root cause and then finally you get the conclusion you get the cause and then you know where to start to fix it you know where to start to move forward in creating that energy of something new of a problem being solved right and the conclusion is coming. For the next zodiac, we have the water signs, and the water signs consist, I mean, of not the water signs, we just did the water signs. Oops. For the next zodiac, we have the earth signs, and the earth signs consist of the Virgo, and it's a Virgo full moon, yay, and also the Taurus the Capricorn. So if you are one of those zodiacs, you are a earth sign. For the earth signs, courageous peony. And the peony is that little beautiful flower that's so big. It's so gorgeous. It's so delicate, but it's so beautiful, multifaceted, unique nature. Let yourself be seen. So this is telling me that some of you need to get out there. Get out there. Get out there. Make the first move. Get that movement going. Let that attention, let that affection, let the world see you. Let them see you. Let you live in that moment of seeing what it is that you have to offer not only the world, but what it is that you have to offer yourself, allowing yourself to live in that strong mindset that that Virgo full moon energy is radiating upon you. Also, um, for the Virgo, it's, you know, for the earth science, this is a beautiful time to like get outside and dance in the leaves, you know, stargaze, have a moment with the earth and really enjoy this moment. Also, moon soul. Wow. So when I think of moon soul, I really feel that while the sun is very like our spirit sign, our moon resembles the soul. The calming nature of the emotions of the area of tapping into our cosmic energy, especially around the feminine. And since this is around Virgo, that area of transformation around our unique self, it's also a good time to spend, you know, in nature, if we can, through meditation, not just 
for the earth signs, but for all the zodiacs to get out there and do some meditation. And I have a lot of guided meditations on this channel as well. Also, it's a great time to allow ourselves to open our hearts, open our hearts. And opening our heart is the gateway to the soul. Creating those solar intentions, those soulmate interactions, and feeling allowed and feeling able to trust ourselves in those relationships, allowing ourselves to trust that energy of certain part partners, our spiritual fulfillment, our area of wholeness and healing and moving forward, especially for the earth signs right now. Also, this is a time for you to work as an earth sign. This is a time, not just you, but all the zodiacs, but for the earth sign, since this card says it, we're going to talk about it. This is a time to work on that root chakra. Okay, you are and your loved ones are safe. New moon in cancer. So this is how I know that maybe anxiety, that area of anxiety has been maybe weighing on you, uh, weighing on your shoulders, weighing you down. This is a perfect time for grounding, working on that root chakra, allowing yourself to feel safe in your pure essence, allowing yourself to feel safe in your authentic self, allowing the grace and the purpose of faith and magic to, to continue to hold value, allowing yourself to know that you are safe, your designed path is for you, and allowing yourself to live in your spiritual journey. And that is for the earth signs. Whoops, I kind of banged that, kind of banged the um, computer. So if you saw that shake, that was me banging the computer. I just want to remind anybody who is listening to this podcast that you can watch the video format on Spotify. Also, you can head on over to the YouTube channel if you would like to see the cards and watch the video format. So this is really a magical night for us to step into our path of magic, of illumination, like I said. So we are going to go on to the last zodiac element, and this is for the air signs. And if you are an air sign, that means you are an Aquarius, you are a Gemini, or you are a Libra. Okay, so let's get into it. So for the air signs, wow. Okay, I <laughs> a little, but wow. This card, this card, the seven star sisters. And there's a story that goes behind the seven star sisters. I'm not going to talk about it today. Um, but it is on my TikTok channel and you can Google the seven star sisters. Um, and it gets into the story of how they were cast away to the sky. But this card is actually seen as an energy of good like, of good luck, good light, and good fulfillment. It is allowing ourselves to illuminate our strong path, illuminate the area of being blessed, right? It's also to bring of birthing creations and area of expression. So this is a magical card. Also the part of fortune, of fortune, of 
increase is coming. So I'm feeling a lot of luck, a lot of new inspiration for the air signs. Air signs, this is amazing. This is really, you are stepping into this magical, whimsical area of moving forward. So create those strong intentions, create those very strong intentions, create those strong rituals of where you are doing it every day. The consistency is every day. And that's where you'll really see the reward. Also, this is a time for accepting the power of change. These cards together for the air signs really flow quite nice. Expecting the power of change. Um, this is allowing yourself to change allowing yourself that dynamic of holding the change towards you, allowing yourself the permission to change. My dog's kind of going a little crazy, but um, yeah, but allowing yourself the power of change, having the fortune, taking in that energy of allowing the blessings, giving yourself permission to enjoy the blessings, to be frequent with them, to take them for what they are and allowing yourself. So I see a lot of beautiful, strong intentions around success, around journey, if it could be relationships, personal growth, but really starts with the area of knowing that no matter what, your journey as being aligned in a collective. And really, when I think about the seven sisters, this story, in all honesty, of the seven star sisters kind of is a, a very magical story. I don't know if you guys want me to get into it. I mean, it will take a little bit of time, um, but you know, if you want to talk about it, we can definitely talk about it. I just will want you guys to understand that this is the area of what it means to be aligned with the cosmos in the collective. So the seven star sisters, in all honesty, um, come down from the area of uh, astronomy versus Greek mythology. And it is known as the time of the seven sisters being commonly referred to Palladius star cluster that sometimes we can see in the sky, right? And this star cluster is visible from earth and it's visible to the naked eye. And there's seven of them. It consists of the stars being surrounded by this natural reflection. Well, the mythology behind them basically goes like this. Um, and so I don't have it completely memorized, but this is what I kind of remember. And I looked up a little bit of who was involved. So the, the Palladius seven star sisters are the daughters of the Titan Atlas. And he was of the sea nymph, a sea nymph of Pion. I don't know. The most well-known story of this myth pursued that the Orion, there was a hunter, and I think also Zeus 
is involved. But there was a hunter, right? And they were scared that that Zeus was going to. Um, uh, they were scared that this hunter was going to be pursued that the seven star sisters were going to be like captured and possibly really hurt um like tortured and have a lot of trauma um by this orion the hunter so to save the sisters zeus transformed them into stars and um the constellation of the Pilates, each of the seven sisters is a representation by the star cluster. So in areas of what it means when we think about the seven star sisters of having this symbolic um, energy, it resembles that energy of guidance, protection, and the feminine. So while people were trying to cast harm on them, technically they got saved (laughs) even though they did get cast away to being stars but it's associated with times of sisterhood of the collective intuition and also that area of the spiritual awakening so it is a beautiful moment it is known as an area of drawing inspiration from the seven seven's known to be very lucky and of this seven star cluster So that is the significance of the seven star sister and taking it up for a part of fortune of increase, allowing ourselves to increase, allowing ourselves to grow in our energy of where we are. And then also accepting that powerful change that is coming. So I want to thank everybody for um, checking out this reading and please comment, like, and subscribe, and also share this podcast or this video to somebody who might need some inspiration on what to do for their full moon in Virgo. So thank you so much, and everybody have an amazing day. Bye!